Before we start, I just want to let everyone know that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com. There you'll find all, all the parts you need for your car or for your truck. And while you're there, put Locked On Podcast under the How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we here at Locked On sent you. Let's get started. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Thursday, July 23rd. Do you have any idea what that means? It means there's baseball tonight. Woo! Wee woo! Wee woo! Wee woo! Patrick, turn on your siren. Wee woo! What a day. What a lovely, lovely day. Now, today's show was going to be, and still is, going to be my prediction show where I, I like tell you who I think is going to win all the divisions, who I think is going to take home some hardware, who I think is going to win the World Series. Now, something weird happened last night with 24 hours to go until we start the baseball season. I believe it was John Heyman reported that Rob Manfred and the head of the Players Association were having a meeting about potentially expanding the postseason in 2020. Why they waited until the, the zero hour to do that, I'm not completely sure, but I am done questioning how Major League Baseball goes about their business. I, I they, they drive me insane. I, I did enough shows during the labor negotiations ranting about that. It puts me in kind of an awkward position. Once again, Major League Baseball doesn't care about my feelings, but I, on this show, I'm going to give you my predictions for who I think is going to win each division. I'm going to give my predictions for who will win the wild card spots, assuming they don't expand the postseason to 16 teams. Now, by the time you're listening to this, uh, maybe they will have. And I apologize if this thing uh, becomes dated by the time it's uploaded. But hey, it's not my fault. Blame Major League Baseball. All right. Blame Rob Manford. It's another thing he screwed up. So, like I said, this could age. But right now, I'm going to give my predictions for who's going to win all the divisions, who will take home the wild card spots, and who will win the World Series. That will be segment one and segment two. I'm going to talk about who's going to bring home some hardware. Oh, and by the way, Mookie Betts signed a massive contract. I'm not really going to talk about that. I'm not super surprised. Uh, I never believed in the whole, oh, he's going to re-sign with Boston narrative. That crap never happens. He was going to sign with another team, and the Dodgers have uh, an infinite amount of money, and they paid him uh, pretty close to that infinite amount of money. I mean, just a massive contract, a well-deserved Mookie Betts, uh, a generational talent. So moving on, who's going to win the divisions? in 2020 in the 60-game sprint. I'll start off with where I always do in the American League East. Is there really any other team that you could pick besides the New York Yankees? Now, look, I think this division will actually be better than some people believe. The Rays are always a pain in the butt. I think they're going to have another really solid campaign. I'm Red Sox fans are seriously starting to annoy me because, look, they are going to take some massive steps back without Mookie Betts, and their pitching stinks. But the amount of Red Sox fans who are crying poverty, acting like this is the 2003 Tigers, is ridiculous. That is a lineup with Andrew Benintendi, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, and Rafi Devers. That's four guys that any other Major League team would love to have in the heart of their lineup. They will mash, and they will beat some teams. Do I think that they're going to win the division or compete for a wildcard spot? No, but I'm just I'm so tired of this whole, oh my god, the Red Sox are going to be so bad crap. Enough. I would kill to have that lineup. The Orioles are the only team in that division that I think is going to be legitimately bad. Everyone else in the division will beat up on them. But one team that really intrigues me is the Toronto Blue Jays. Do I think they'll be good? No, I don't. 
but I don't want to face that lineup. They have at least two, potentially even more, world beaters at the heart of that lineup. Bo Bichette, I think, is going to be an MVP candidate this season. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to be a monster as well. I think that's going to be a team that's going to play spoiler late in the season and could knock a divisional opponent out of the postseason. But all in all, I got the Yankees You know, winning that division. Could be a potentially close race with the Rays, but that Yankees lineup, I mean, it's so seasoned. It's so well put together and extremely balanced. You know, you have a really solid core of young hitters. That bullpen is elite. Obviously, you you add one of the most dominant starting pitchers in the world in Garrett Cole. Yankees win that division. In the American League Central, this is going to be an interesting division. I'm going to talk a bit more about it when I give my wild card predictions, but I'm going to go with the Twins to win a close race here. And a part of it is that I'm kind of rooting for them because I love when a small market team seizes the opportunity to... to open up their championship window and open up their their checkbook, which they did in the offseason. This is a team and an organization that's tired of being the Yankees' punching bag in the postseason. I think we're going to see in a 60-game campaign a, a really determined baseball team in 2020. I think they were tired and, and sick of the way last season ended. So I think they win a really close race. I'll talk a little bit more about that division when I talk about my wildcard picks. In the American League West, uh, it's the Astros again. And, and I know... There's a lot of people, especially Rangers fans, who believe that the Rangers will compete in that division, and I do think that they'll be better, but I also think last year, their relative success, I mean, they were under 500, but they surprised a lot of people, hinged on the fact that out of nowhere, they had two career seasons by Lance Lynn and Mike Miner. I don't see that happening again, even in a 60-game season in 2020. And I'm even someone who's under the belief, I don't think Corey Kluber is done. Like I think he still has a little bit left in the tank. I don't think he'll be what he was in Cleveland, but I think he'll be fine for them. Just in general, I don't really trust that bullpen. I think there's a fair amount of inconsistency with the bats in that lineup. I think in a 60-game season, the Astros run away with this thing once again, though I do think the A's will be competitive as they as they usually are. As for the wild cards in the American League, I'm actually going with two teams from the AL Central. Like I said, I was going to talk more about that division, and here I am now. Look, the, I know a lot of people are down on the Indians because of the fact that you know Lindor is probably going to be gone soon, but you got to look at their current roster. They're still darn good. Like This is a team that won 93 games a year ago and pretty much returned almost everybody. Yes, they traded Corey Kluber, but Corey Kluber was barely there a season ago. You you can't even count that. They they were very good last year without him. I think they sneak into the postseason, and I think in a very, very close race between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Chicago White Sox, I think the White Sox finally take a big step forward in 2020 and get into the postseason. That young core, I think, is loaded with talent. I thought they had a, an awesome offseason, maybe the best offseason of any team outside of maybe the Yankees. Uh, I thought they they did a great job of, of retooling their rotation. I think that's going to be a good ball club. I think they sneak into the postseason for the first time since, wow, uh, 2008, I believe, was the last time they were in it. Moving on to the National League. In the National League East, you have several teams I, I could see winning this. I think the Phillies will be better. Uh, I think the Nationals are always tough, you know, coming off of their World Series championship season. And then you have the Braves. You know, I'm torn between the Nationals and the Braves. I'm going to go with the Braves solely because I believe in that World Series hangover for the Nats. And ultimately, look, the Nats had an unbelievable postseason run a season ago. 
that bullpen still stinks. And I know they improved it by adding Will Harris, but for the most part, even Sean Doolittle, who was dynamite in the postseason last year, struggled mightily in the second half of that season. I, I, I don't see them being able to sustain a division lead throughout an entire 60-game season. So I'm going to go with that young Braves team. That's another team that I think is hungry at, because of the way last season ended, you know, getting to Game 5 against the the Cardinals and, and blowing it, giving up 10 runs in the first inning. So I think they win a really close divisional race. In the NL Central, I talked about this last week. I'm going with the Cincinnati Reds. You know, I think in a 162-game season, I might lean towards the Cardinals, but I, I like the Reds, man. I, I like the fact that they went out and spent in, in the offseason, and ultimately, I, I think that they have the best rotation in that division. I think with, with Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo, I think Bauer's going to be better for them. They got Wade Miley. There's a lot of weapons on that ball club, and they're going for it. And, and I think the Cardinals, as good as they were a season ago, they were very underwhelming in, in the offseason. I think it's going to hurt them. Give me the Cincinnati Reds to return to the postseason for the first time since 2013. In the National League West, you can't go with anybody else but the Dodgers. Now, I do think that the Diamondbacks will have a pretty darn good ball club. Uh, They have, really. Terry Lavelle has done a tremendous job there, but the the Dodgers ran away with that thing last season and and have run away with it more often than not over the last seven years. Uh, I got them winning that thing easily in a 60-game sprint. For the wild cards in the National League, I'm going to go with the Washington Nationals to get back to the postseason, and I got the St. Louis Cardinals taking the other wild card spot. While I wasn't a huge fan of their offseason, I I do think that lineup will bounce back from being pretty subpar a season ago. I think Paul Goldschmidt will be much better for them after a so-so 2019 campaign, and I like that rotation led by Jack Flaherty, who was a revelation in the second half of the 2019 season. So give me the cards to make it into that second wild card spot. I gave my World Series prediction a couple weeks ago, but I'll repeat it again. I think the Houston Astros get back to the World Series. I, I know a lot of people think the Yankees are going to get there. That's fine. I-, I worry about the durability of that rotation. Yes, Garrett Cole's an absolute animal, but Tanaka is always a question mark to me. James Paxton's always an injury question mark. As as dynamic as his stuff is, he has trouble staying healthy. I know a lot. I think the Astros are going to be really hungry. And, and I've seen them play angry before, and they play good when they're angry. I got them back in the World Series in a rematch of 2017 with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And yeah, I I, I got the Astros winning it all. And, and I look, I know there's going to be those people who are like, man, you just love your Houston fans, don't you? I think they have the best team. Like, I still do. I, I, and I get it. Look, there, there, there was a lot of wind taken out of their sails with the scandal. That lineup is loaded. There's like three Hall of Famers in that lineup. M- maybe not. Maybe, you know, the, the sign-stealing scandal might keep them out. But um, you have perennial MVP candidates, like, top to bottom, right? You have a, a pitching staff with two Hall of Famers on it. I'm tired of people acting like they're schlubs. They're still, to me, the best team in baseball. I think they win the whole thing and beat the Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series. If it's an expanded postseason, who knows? Maybe we'll get, I don't know, maybe we'll get the Rockies and the Mariners in the World Series if it's a 16-game thing. I, who knows? But right now, I, I, I like the Houston Astros to win the World Series, which will be bad for baseball. I don't know what it'll be for baseball. It'll be intriguing for baseball, which in a way, kind of good. Okay, so that's a long first segment. When I come back, I'm going to give my uh, awards predictions. Who's going to take home some hardware in 2020? We'll be right back. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, 
Our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. And we're back. That first segment was uh, pretty long, so I'll probably keep this one uh, quite a bit shorter, talking about who's going to win some hardware here in 2020. I will start with the manager's of the year. In the American League, I'm going to go with Rick Renteria. I I don't think he's necessarily a a rock-solid manager, but I I don't think he's really had the opportunity to manage any good teams. I think this will probably be the best team he's ever managed. I think he's done a fairly good job of keeping that clubhouse light during some very uh, brutal seasons there, uh, both when he was managing the Cubs and now that he's managing the White Sox. And ultimately, this was a guy who Theo Epstein really believed in. You know, he only got fired because Joe Madden became available at the end of the 2014 season. So I I got him taking home American League Manager of the Year in the National League. I'm going to go with Brian Snickter again because I I know he won it a couple seasons ago, but I think the the Braves winning a division uh, following, you know, losing Nick Markakis, you know, he opted not to play, not getting Yasiel Puig. He tested positive for COVID when he was about to sign with the Braves, as well as Freddie Freeman returning from COVID. I think there's been a lot of tumult in that organization, I think them making it to the postseason and winning that division would be a, a real unique accomplishment. So I got him winning manager of the year for the second time in three seasons. Rookies of the year, I'm, I'm sticking with Chicago White Sox. I think Luis Robert or Luis Robert, how you say it, this guy has put up absolutely monster numbers in AAA and really in every league of baseball that he's played in, you know, since he got signed. I mean, this guy's an absolute freak, and, and I think he'll he'll be inserted into that White Sox lineup right away, and he's going to hit the crap out of the ball. I think he's an unbelievable talent who's going to be an MVP caliber player here in a few years. In the National League, I know he didn't make the opening day roster, but I think Gavin Lux is a special talent. I think they're going to give him a lot of reps early on. The Dodgers are a weird team because, like, the, they have three guys who can play second base. They have like five guys who can play the outfield. You know, that they're very deep. I think Gavin Lux will get the call up here very soon. It seems like he might still need a little bit of work defensively, but we saw in September a year ago what he's capable of with the bat. For the Cy Youngs in the American League, you know, I want to go with somebody else, but I just, I, I can't go against Garrett Cole. I mean, this guy for the last three, four months of the season a year ago was the best pitcher in baseball. I mean, I think Verlander deserved the Cy Young, but he did everything he could. I think that's going to carry over into this 60-game season in 2020. Just an absolute animal. I think he'll be the best pitcher, not just in the American League, but in all of baseball. In the National League, a lot of people are leaning towards Jack Flaherty. I understand that. He was, like I said, a revelation in the second half of 2019. 
I'm going with the kid in Los Angeles. I'm going with Walker Bueller. I love watching this kid pitch. I think he improved drastically. He had a very good rookie season, but I thought he took another step forward in 2019, and I think he's going to take another step forward in 2020. I mean, that guy is ice cold and has pitched some really good baseball for them in October as well. I I could see him being like the the Dodgers version of Madison Bumgarner, just a a very intense pitcher, but also mentally very even keel, uh, a guy who's going to pitch some really good baseball in the postseason. I have him winning the National League Cy Young. Now on to the big one, the the MVPs. I, in American League, what's that thing? It's like the one thing I learned in college. Occam's Razor, simplest solution is the best. I will go with Mike Trout to win the MVP every year in the American League until someone proves me wrong. Like, I'm taking Mike Trout versus the field every year. And I think the Angels will be, will be better. I don't know if they'll be good, but I think they'll be better. And either way, look, it shows how good Mike Trout is, the fact that he's put up numbers that are just too good to ignore. It doesn't matter how bad his team is. This guy is a war machine. He's an incredible hitter. He's become a much better defender overall. He's the best player in baseball. I think he wins another American League MVP in 2020. In the National League, this one's tough. It'll be a much closer race. Obviously, Mookie Betts is the sexy pick. I'm going to go with Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals. I think this guy was was just an absolute unit in October a season ago. You know, Foolish Baseball uh, has coined him the next Ted Williams. Uh, I could see it. I mean, this kid is an unbelievable talent. I think he's going to take another step forward in 2020 and win his first National League MVP, becoming only the second National to do so, Bryce Harper in 2015 being the first. So those are my predictions. You're welcome to let me know what yours are. I'm so excited. And I got two more statements I want to make before we head out here. One is that Friday's podcast will will be uploaded late in the day. It, usually I upload in the mornings or, or early to mid-afternoons. I'm going to wait till the Tigers play their opening day game, and then Friday night's podcast will be entirely just about that first game, and then we'll, uh, we'll I'll take two days off and be back here on Monday talking about the weekend series. So just giving you a heads up there. Look, these last couple months have been very rough in terms of content, and very, very difficult, very frustrating. I was so excited and have continued to be very excited when I got this job, and for baseball to be shut down as long as it was, was tough. And there were, guys, uh, you know how I take pride in my content. I always do. I put out some podcasts that, to be honest with you, just weren't good. I, I tried hard. I tried to do the best I could. But with the limited amount of information and the limited amount of content that we were given, it was difficult for me to to put out good podcasts. It, it just was. And that was very frustrating. But now baseball is here. And listening back to the podcast that I've made the last couple days, even the last couple weeks, it's night and day to me. I, I, I hear a different voice on the other end. And it, it means to me that you, you guys as listeners – are going to get so much better content going forward. I can't wait for you all to hear it. I think this podcast is going to be leaps and bounds better every single week. I can't wait to entertain you. I can't wait to make you guys laugh. I can't wait to be insightful and just have so much fun. How can you not be excited about this? I don't understand it. How can you not be amped? I don't care if it's 60 games or 60 or 600. I can't wait. I'm so ready. That is going to do it 
for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. I will be bringing back mailbag segments at some point, so you can send those questions to this show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review for this show. I got a four-star one the other day. You must have misheard me. I would like a five-star review. That would be much appreciated, please, and thank you. I will be right back here tomorrow night talking about the Detroit Tigers' first game of the season. I cannot wait. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers!